Hi, this is Frank Schaefer. I have had the pleasure of talking to some of the leading authors, artists, activists, and change makers of our time on this podcast. And I want to personally thank you for subscribing, listening, and sharing 100 plus episodes over 100,000 times. We have a lot of work to do to heal our divisions and secure our democracy. And I look forward to more conversations with those important voices that will bring clarity to the situation we find ourselves in as we move toward November of 2024. If you appreciate these conversations and my cultural and political commentary, please subscribe to this podcast in conversation with Frank Schaefer on your favorite platform and to my substack, It Has to Be Said, which can be found at frankschaefer.substack.com. I'd really appreciate the help. Thank you. Hi, my name is Frank Schaefer. I am an author and painter, but most of all, a grandfather of five grandchildren, a father of three grown children. And I've been with my wife, Jeannie, now for 52 years. Um, and I am pushing 70. I will be 70 in a couple of weeks. And I guess when you turn 70, you look back and you try to figure out if you have learned anything in this very brief life. And I have. I have actually learned what the secret to happiness is. That's a big claim. So let me unfold this a little bit for anyone who might be interested. The first thing I want to say is that, you know, we live in an age when most of us live in our own little bubble, whether it's a racial bubble or a gender bubble or whatever it may be. But this, what I'm going to say today, I have a very bold claim to make. This applies to everyone. And that means if you are gay or straight or non-binary or trans or black or white or Asian or evangelical fundamentalist Christian, conservative Roman Catholic, Buddhist, Hindu, atheist, Jew, Gentile, this applies to you. And this is just about the only thing that I am absolutely certain of as I turn 70. I've given up a lot of my certainties. Part of my learning curve was to understand that certainty often is not a good thing. I've learned that I'm not the only person who's changed their mind and grown and changed opinions as the year has rolled on and the year has rolled on and the year has rolled on and suddenly you look back and there's 70 of them. So what is the one key to happiness that proves true across all cultures, all times, all places? It is this. It is how an individual defines for herself the word success. If we define success for ourselves as the getting of stuff and money and prestige and position and fame and whatever the next cool thing is we want to do in order to discover our true selves or whatever it may be, we are going to have one kind of life and when we look back at that life, there may be happy moments in it, but it is not the key to lasting happiness. If we define success, however, 
as the quality of the interpersonal relationships that we have. We have a chance and it can go wrong with many twists and turns, but we have a chance at true happiness. Let me put it this way. I used to think that the key to happiness was balancing various things in my life, career versus family, money needs versus joy. And then I realized I was really looking through the wrong lens. I was looking in the wrong mirror. I was looking for validation from things or from people in terms of what they thought of me as a writer, whether I was successful or a failure. But all the measures had to do with position or power over others or achievement or whatever it may be. But the only true mirror that I have found as the years have passed where I can really see myself and judge how I am doing in terms of being happy and finding joy, but also just rate my position as a human being in the midst of the rest of my fellow humans is this, and that is it's the eyes of the people who know me best and who I love unconditionally. What I see written there is the only truth about myself I will ever know. Do I see fear or do I see unconditional love? Now, the amazing thing is that I have found caring for my grandchildren full-time now for about 13 years, these three youngest who live near me, is that they forgive me a lot. They will forgive my shouting sometimes. They will forgive my loss of temper. They will forgive the disappointments when I'm too tired to function. But that forgiveness is based on the fact that they know that they come first in my life and that my support and love of them is unconditional. And so that's what I get back. That comes from a philosophy of life that does not put career or money or position or prestige ahead of everything else. It puts the reciprocity we have in those closest relationships of ours, be they with a lover or with a husband or wife, be they with a child or those we care for as a teacher in a school, or even as a corporate leader caring for employees or someone who is working flipping hamburgers at McDonald's in terms of the relationship with fellow workers you're close to. It doesn't matter who you are or what you do. If you want to be happy, in my humble opinion, if you want to know what I've learned in 70 years, it is this. Our happiness depends entirely upon the giving and the receiving of unconditional love. Sometimes that love can be sexual in a relationship that has that aspect to it. It doesn't have to be. Sometimes it can be that of a loving parent to a child or a grandparent or a teacher to a student or a friend or someone that you're working with. But whatever it is, if you're in a job, in some fancy job with a fancy title, your own joy and happiness relates exactly to only one thing, the relationship you have with those that you work with, not to the size of your paycheck. The human race divides at that point along the lines of those who have learned the lesson that how we relate to others is the whole story. And those of us who don't learn that lesson or those of us who have difficulty in learning that lesson live one kind of life. And there are a lot of disappointments in that because in the end, everything except the loving relationships we have with others tarnishes and goes away.
Trust me. I've had my failures. I've had my successes. None of them matter compared to the fact that Jeannie, my spouse and my partner, is my best friend. None of them matter compared to the fact that my little eight-year-old Nora will reach up and put her hand in mine when I walk her home after caring for her because that's our relationship. None of them matter compared to the fact that, for instance, I'm recording this video with my friend Ernie, who is my producer, but also a very close friend of mine. And we have a relationship that transcends a mere business relationship. And so the funny thing is, in working with him, what I think about much more than our projects together is my pleasure at talking with him as a friend. That is the fabric of a happy life. That is how you achieve happiness. So please don't listen to the business leaders and the greed merchants and the people who are selling the next cool thing on TV or the kind of idiots that run around talking about moving fast and breaking things and disrupting everything. Nonsense. The best stuff in life never changes. And it is the same whether you are gay or straight or trans or black or white or voted for Donald Trump or Joe Biden or none of the above. In this, we are all one. And that is, and I repeat, the road to happiness is paved with the unconditional love we receive from others and give in return. Everything else is second to that. If you can get that straight, you can do something overnight that took me 70 years to learn. My name is Frank Schaefer. Thank you. In Conversation with Frank Schaefer is a production of the George Bailey Morality and Public Life Fellowship. It is produced by Ernie Gregg and hosted by Frank Schaefer, author of Fall in Love, Have Children, Stay Put, Save the Planet, Be Happy, a post-pandemic blueprint for rebalancing work and family in favor of love and living. To learn more and support the show, please visit lovechildrenplanet.com.